Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jeff Calkins is the columnist for the Daily Memphian, also from the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11. On these airwaves, he joins me now at Jeff underscore Calkins on Twitter. Jeff, how are you, man? Are you doing well? Good, Gabe. Good to hear. Okay. We have an answer yeah. now, by the way, from the Glendale yeah. Police Department. They closed their investigation. There wasn't enough available evidence to charge anyone with a crime. Not surprising. Not surprising. No, I think I think when in our various predictions, uh, one of the things we predicted was that probably nothing would come of that. But still reassuring you know i mean honestly let's be honest so if we if we accepted the goal is to have job back on the court of sound mind and body uh and uh and doing wise things uh one of the things that was required is we had to have no particular you know any any criminal consequences or any anything criminal that was revealed or discovered mm-hmm. and so the fact that they have closed the investigation is uh, a good thing and uh, so next, there's the NBA investigation. And then there's next, of course, his own state of mind and progress and whatever process he is going through. But there's no question that, um, you know, that it, it's it, for those who are rooting for Ja, and I think everybody's rooting for Ja, mm-hmm. this, is, this is good news, right? Yes, and I'd imagine the NBA is going to come out with a statement relatively soon here in the next couple of days to sort of clear that up now that the Glendale Police Department has, has concluded, right? You would think that right. the the NBA would 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 yes in the next few days um, have a conclude their own investigation. Um, I mean, I presume they're doing. They're, they're, you know, it's, it, it was interesting to see people talk about this earlier the week. I don't know who who was it who was saying they know everything. They know everything, and, and the NBA does. Like these leagues hire really first class, uh, you know, folks who have. Uh, deep law enforcement experience to work in their leagues. And so I suspect they have also conducted their own investigation. You know, the Glendale doesn't police doesn't care. For example, if Ja had a gun on the, on the charter, right? That's not a Glendale police uh, investigation. That is a NBA investigation. And so they're obviously going to are still, I presume going through their investigation. And so just because the Glendale police have determined that nothing, they can't, it doesn't necessarily mean that the NBA won't discover something because, um, you know, that's a, that, that is a league matter really in a separate, uh, uh, you know, a separate accusation or charge or, or I don't even know it's an accusation. So, um, but yeah, so the NBA has to con- conclude what they're doing, but I would imagine, I you know, this isn't, this isn't some, can't imagine it's a two-month investigation yeah. or anything. You would think they would be wrapping up relatively soon. Now, I'd see. I don't doubt that he may have had the 
had the firearm, but just proving that on on a plane and and with with the information they're gonna that's it. gonna be uh-huh. available to them, it just does not seem very realistic. I I, I do you throw would. this back like two months though, Jeff. It's kind of crazy to think how far we've come from like a, a culture standpoint with the Grizzlies. Two months ago, you would have thought this was one of the best cultures, especially for a young team in the entire NBA, and now it's it, everything's in question. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the the Danny Green uh, comments today. I did. Danny Green, there's there's a story. He, he obviously has his podcast, terrific podcast, and and uh, and so he um, talked about the John Moran stuff on the podcast, and and Drew Hill is a story basically summarizing what he said up at the Daily Mountain, and um, it's really fascinating because, um, I mean, Danny Green spoke extraordinarily highly of the organization. And in this, you know, all along, right, he has. When he was traded, he did. Even when he was traded, he did. And he talked about before he was traded, he talked about how this is a place he wanted to be. And he's very complimentary about the organization, um, you know, from beginning to end. Um, And even in this podcast, there was nothing about the organization at all that he was saying really that was negative. But he did basically make it pretty clear (laughs) that, um, you know, if anyone wanted my advice, I was happy to give it. But basically, John didn't give an F. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you, if, isn't, that, isn't that what you took away? Like what he said is yes. guys, yeah. guys do different things. Guys do act differently. Guys do different things. Some stay home. Some go with their kids. Some hang it, whatever. And John goes on and likes to party. And it wasn't, and, and basically he said, do I wish that would have been nice? You know, whatever. Would it might have been helpful for John to sit down and pick my brain about how to, but he basically said he, and he wasn't faulting Ja for that either. Like he didn't, he said he's a man and he makes his own decisions or whatever else, but he made it very clear that this whole, uh, I'm going to be a mentor to the youngsters. It sort of depends on the youngsters and the youngster who is John Morant had no interest, you know, mm-hmm. none. Is that what you got from it? Yeah, I, I do get a kick out of it. And he tried to sort of let it down easily. Like he tried to make it a soften the blow a little bit. He said, well, John likes to party sometimes. He likes to party sometimes, <laughs> and I, I, I got a kick out of that. It, it's very clear that, that he knows exactly what's going on, but he talks about adding a vet, and he said he wanted another vet or two to help push the narrative, to help them understand the maturity part of it. Um, what, what's your view on that? I know where I stand. I, you know, Being in a locker room, I think regardless of age, if you are the forefront, the, the center of a team where, where Ja, Jaron, and Dez are, like those guys ultimately have to set the tone. It's not about an eighth guy on the bench that may or may not be 35 years old. I uh, 100% agree with that. And I, I think, now, is it possible that when they had come into the league, you know, that, that, that at that point when they're, they're still, I presume when you come into the league, you're still like you're wide eyed and you're looking around, even if you are the second pick in the draft. Right. Mm-hmm. And I suppose it's possible that in that circumstance have a different culture. Not that there was a bad culture when they came in, but having veterans there, you might, but now adding a, adding a, whatever, a, a ninth man who's 34 years old, I don't think really would have done it would, you know, would have certainly wouldn't. I don't believe have cha- changed Jaws' choices. I think what what Danny Green said about that though is absolutely right, which is well. First of all, he said this was bound to happen, mm-hmm. and then I'm not in so many words. And then he said it's good it happened um, because um, essentially this was going to go off the rails, and that, that for it to happen at this 
um, you know, at this stage without any real harm yes. um, to anybody. Because in the end, it's not adding another vet that was going to change jaw. It was something as jarring as this that might, and we don't know, but that might uh, make Ja reevaluate some of his choices. Or maybe, the, you know, whatever else. I mean, it also might make it easier for Ja. Like, it's possible that, that, um, that, that you know, some of this is, and I'm just speculating here, it's possible that, that it's not that easy for Ja. But now you, Ja, I think, literally could go to, you know, his friends, the people that he parties with, and say, hey, you see what happened. You know, I can't keep, mm-hmm. you know, it actually, I think it, it, it makes it easier for everybody to sort of not easy, but easier for everybody to reset the course in a way that absolutely adding a 13 year old, <laughs> uh, 13 year vet to the locker room would not. Have. Yeah. Solomon Hill coming back to the, to the Grizzlies right. would not necessarily help. I, and like with young guys, he's 23 years old. It's like how many, you can give him a swift kick in the ass a million different times, but he's going to do what he wants to do. This is a guy who's a hundred million dollar guy. He's got all these sponsorships. If he feels he needs to do certain things off the court, if he wants to go party, he's going to go do that regardless. I just don't I, – I, I understand veteran presence, but I don't think a veteran presence means you need to be 30 or a 15-year vet in the, in the NBA, ultimately. I, I just – I don't buy into that. No, I, I think the I, – I, I, I mean, I do think there are things that can cause one to – reevaluate but i don't think it's it's some old guy sitting there next to you saying you should reevaluate i think it's nike saying if you don't reevaluate you're going to lose your shoe you know yeah. or it's 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 and i do think i mean i it's, it's just like for a lot of people i think it's you, you your 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 parents can say hey young man make sure you don't drink and drive when that that right. and then you like screw that i'm going to drink and drive and then, but then when you end up in jail for having, that might actually cause you to reconsider. I mean, mm-hmm. consequences, sometimes people have to see the real potential for bad stuff happening and to actually have bad stuff happen to them before, um, you know, before they can change it. I think, you know, one of the things that I mean, we talked about earlier, just among the bad things that have happened to Josh, being suspended here, basically being the focus of, you know, entire country talking about the ways in which he screwed up. That can't be any fun. But then he's probably going to lose the Supermax. I think there's a very good chance that he is not going to be on any of the all-NBA teams this year. And if he's not on any of the all-NBA teams this year, that's a $40 million difference. Instead of making 193, he would have made 40 more if he got the Supermax. So I don't know. Like, for me, $40 million is a real consequence. Yep. And I would think – Again, we don't know, and you know that's the sort of thing that Taylor Jenkins alludes to when he talks about the process. We don't know what Josh is thinking. That's the part of this that is really missing. Um, but you would imagine that that might be the kind of thing that would cause someone to say, "Huh, I wonder if I played a part in losing that forty million dollars." Yeah, uh, but the good thing is, I think you know, and we'll see what the NBA decides what they're going to do. I, I, the fact that we don't, we don't have any criminal charges at this point, is just, it's a good thing. And like, I, based no, on these last thing, eight not, months though, it's a good thing, but it doesn't mean it is. Absolutely it, it doesn't mean he's thing, not going to learn from it. I get mean, that. No, it, and it also doesn't mean the NBA is not going to put on additional right. penalties. Right. But I, like, I, there's clearly a, a pattern of behavior here. Even all, 
if you get caught for four different things off the court, like like Ja has, like these are not the only four missteps you've had over these last eight to ten months, and it's just the the pattern behavior has to change. Now, talking with Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian from the Jeff Calkins Show, um, are we done? I mean, w- watching the Grizzlies right now is just it's so frustrating. The fourth quarters have been so brutal. To ju- I mean, whether they're they're close and losing or whether they've been up, which has been most of the most of the time. They just go on these lulls offensively. It looks so ugly. Are we done playing the expectation game with this Grizzlies team this year in particular? Well, I, I, I mean, I, I think I would revise my – well, first of all, I think it's hard to have any quote-unquote expectations yes. before you know if Ja is going to be back. Um, and so I, I'll frame my expectations based on when he comes back uh, what he comes back looking like, what his frame of mind is, et cetera. If he comes back, uh, let's say in two weeks or three weeks and is engaged and is the John Morant that we have seen, I, I mean, I have expectations, but not expectations that they'll win, the, that they'll get to the finals or that they'll get to the Western conference finals. If he comes back and he is healthy and engaged I guess I expect them to win their first round playoff series. Does that mean that I'm not playing the expectations game? I would expect that that team, I would hope at the very least, I would think, you know what, let's not have a complete bottom fallout here. Right. Let's, let's, let's have, if Jai is back and reengaged, if Steven Adams is back, um, sure would be nice to do at least what they did last year, even in the midst of all of this chaos of the end of the season, um, let's at least uh, equal, you know, what we did last year, and then and then regroup and and go forward from there. So, I think I think it's pretty clear that even if Ja comes back healthy and engaged, we have I don't know I have at least lowered my expectations. Yeah, but, but even even if he does, I would still like them to win a series. Don't you do right? Of course, of course, you'd like the idea them that to. They I don't. Do you rule out the possibility that they might win a series? Uh, no, I don't rule that out. I'm just saying. I think at this point, like e- even if even if they get knocked out in the first round, you're always going to fall back on what has transpired here. You're going to fall back on well, job oh, no, no, from no, a frame of mind standpoint. Okay, let's start a new next year. This will be the biggest story. This is the defining. There's no question. This is the defining story of this year, 100. percent And there's. There's almost nothing that can happen this year on the court that's within the realm of possibility that will change this being the big story this year. It was the year when the Jaw thing took a horrible wrong turn. Now there are other good there are other good stories. It'll also be the year when Jaron blew up and you know became the Jaron that we. But but that's wildly overshadowed by this. This will always be the story of this year. But I'll give you two different endings. Here's an ending. One is they uh, they uh, fall to fourth. And they get swept by Dallas. Mm-hmm. That's within the possibility. Realm of possibility. That will be. Oh man, what a s year this has been. Yeah. You know. You you. Okay. Here's another one. They fall to fourth, and they beat Golden State in a seven game series. You feel pretty damn good about it, considering. I feel very good about, it. and I don't think that's impossible. I don't like. I I think that's a very reasonable thing that could happen, and would make you feel. To me, it would make me feel. You know what? What a crappy year. This was not the year it was supposed to be, but at least we beat the ass out of those Warriors. We vanquished the Warriors. We're in a, Jaws in a better place. Good thing this happened anyway, and now they're in a better place going forward. 
Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, so I think there are different it. ways this thing can go that to me will still ref or, or here's I mean, the different way you come back. A, a lot of how I'm going to think about this year will be with what happens next with Ja. Here's one, one scenario. Ja comes back. He says, listen, I really screwed up. I screwed up. No one else screwed up. I screwed up. It's on me. I spent some important time away. I made some changes to my life. Um, and, 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 and you don't have to believe me. I know they're just words, but just you watch because you are going to see a different John Moran. He comes back. There's no reports of him partying the rest of the year. And he has a great rest of the season. I'll feel one way going into next year. Another way, he could come back and say, yeah, I shouldn't have had a gun. That was a mistake. But the rest of it was all BS. Y'all capping. <laughs> um, and, and, and it's not, you know, get out of my business. And I'm still going to be me. And I got to be me. Can't be anybody but me. And then there are more reports. You know, I'll feel Please be the former. It. That's all I'm saying. Please <laughs> be the former. I, what I'm saying is there's a lot, to me, there's a lot up for grabs going from here to, to, to you know, to when these guys pack up their locker lockers at the end of the season. And um, right now, it's looking pretty grim. Um, but as you point out, good news today about the police. That's the that's first yep. step. And so there's a lot of other, to me, there's a lot of other good things that could still happen here and important things setting the course for, you know, the, the, the years to come. Hey, they could come back focused next year. We're going to, you know, approve them, blah, blah, blah. Desmond could be healthy. Jaron could be – Jaron, who's taking a step, could take an even bigger step. They could figure out the small forward situation. Like, I'm not – I'm not this – this is an absolute crisis for the organization and for Ja. But I don't think it – and it could mean the sort of end of this, you know. It really could. But it could be the – it just, you know, what it, when Zach Kleiman used to say, he said it all the time, success is not linear. I don't think we had this unlinear yeah, right. mind. Like it, yeah. But he, it's true. It's not. Like you can take a step back, if even if it's not this awful step back, and you can pick up next year. And, and you know, I think most people are hoping that's what happens. Now, looking ahead to the off season, and I think largely here at 92.9 FM ESPN, we're, we're largely, you know, Besides game to game, if there's a bad game here and there, largely Dylan Brooks defenders. Are you in and out on 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 Dylan Brooks? Where where are you at with him going to the offseason where he's going to need an extension? I find him frustrating. Yes, I think everyone <laughs> I find does. Him frustrating, and I I would prefer it. I'm also just sick of the conversation. You know the the the. Uh, I think I would prefer it if they could figure out a way to get a better Dylan Brooks next yes. year. They need a, they need, they need someone who plays the role that he plays when he's at his best, which is, uh, you know, a, 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 a versatile defender who can, you know, defend ones, twos, threes. I mean, there's someone that's some versatile defender on ball defender. They need someone to play that role. Um, and I think we're to the point where, I mean, I personally like Dylan and I root for Dylan and all of that, but I, I'm to the point where I think it would be, um, it might be best for Dylan, honestly, and for the Grizzlies, but if they can find a better Dylan Brooks, it's not that easy though, as we've seen. I mean, this, this, this segues into the conversation that we've had about what, what can you actually get for the, for the, for the pieces that you're offering? You know, can you get 
an OG and an OB level player. Um, and, and I don't know the answer to that, but I think that's where I am on that. Um, you know, Dylan was, was his normal erratic shooting self last night, but Desmond Bain wasn't, you know, Desmond Bain had seven points. He was like, you can't survive when you're missing jaw and, and then you'd get seven points and that kind of a shooting night from like, where's the firepower coming from? You need something from the, the wing positions. You need some scoring from the wing, you know, perimeter. And they, they had nothing. Yeah. So how are they going to win that game? They can't win that game like that. And, and before it felt like doesn't like, like, like Dylan had bad moments offensively. Now the good moments are so few and far between. It feels like I, I just, yes, I find it. I find it discouraging and think it probably would be best if they find another spot for him. Last or thing. If he, if he walks off into the sunset. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, and see I'll, also with how he's played offensively, I just don't know. I, I always tried to hold on to the, the thought that the rest of the NBA found him valuable, but with what he's done offensively this year, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine any of the other 29 teams really buying in heavily on, on Dylan Brooks stock. It's hard to imagine getting a, the deal that he probably would want out of this. Uh, 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 yes, I think that's true. I think he will, someone, if he is not back in Memphis, whether, whether it's Memphis or somewhere else, he will be back at, at certainly what he considers to be a discount. Last thing for my guest, Jeff Calkins, and completely off the topic of, of Grizzlies mm-hmm. and NBA, the Ravens placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. This is one of the more bizarre stories I've ever seen in the NFL. You had, what, six teams come out and say that they're not interested in him, all teams that are looking for a quarterback. What, what, do, you, what do you make of this? And, like, there's collusion talks about teams so talking to each other to said, say that they don't value him very, very heavily, they're not going to give him a contract. Who has said they're not interested? Falcons, and this is the funny thing. Get this. The Falcons put a story on their actual site, their NFL.com site, saying that they're not interested in Lamar Jackson. But the Falcons, the Dolphins, Panthers, Commanders, Raiders all said that they're out. So Panthers, Raiders, Falcons, Dolphins. So it leaves, of the people, of the places where you thought he might land, it leaves... Jets and Colts, and maybe the Bucks, and maybe the Bucks. Maybe it is weird because, like, you looked at what happened last. Here is a quarterback who has, you know, certainly done much more in his career than Deshaun Watson, and yet when Deshaun Watson, with all of his horrendous off the field, uh, off the field stuff, when he, um, you know, was on the market teams were falling all over themselves to yes. bring him in and to, to give him a, all the money in the world and B to give Houston all the assets in the world. Right here. You have a guy who has been an MVP is <laughs> one of the most 26 years coach. old too. He's, He's young. And, and, and yeah, sorry. It, yeah. I, I'm supposed to buy that. No one values this guy as a quarterback in the NFL. I, I, I just find that to be kind of astonishing. I am. Uh, I'm lost. I'm very, very lost with this, but we'll see what happens. Well, I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. I would, I would, uh, yes, if I could get uh, him for two first-round picks, which is the you know what what the non-exclusive tag, you can get him with two first-round picks. Yep, I would certainly be interested. And meanwhile, Daniel Jones is getting forty million dollars. And Daniel Jones is getting so forty million. Shout out! Well done. Yep.
That's, that's called having a good agent. But, Jeff, appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining. Right, thanks, CJ. Yes, sir. He's Jeff Calkins, columnist at Daily Memphian, also 9 to 11 on these airwaves. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.